Um, this past couple weeks, I've been prepping for teaching at a foster camp in, in um, uh, coming up in mid-June. And it's something I've been able to do, had the privilege of doing for, I mean, a number of years. And what it is, it's a, it's a camp for uh, teenage boys in the foster care system in Ventura County. And it's a really just beautiful experience. It's providing a summer camp experience, faith-based summer camp experience to uh, kids who probably don't normally get that kind of thing. And it's, and it's, it's pretty awesome. And I've done it enough times now that I'm, uh, I kind of know what I'm getting into. But I was thinking back to kind of the first time I've, I taught some of these things. I'm looking back at some notes and I got invited to go up and I was reluctant. I mean, always reluctant to kind of throw another thing on the calendar anyway. Like, and even every year this year, I, I had the same thing like, man, am I going to do that thing again? And I just end up feeling like, yeah, I, I need to be up to camp. I was uh, doing middle school ministry at the time, pretty comfortable with kids. And some of those kids are here today. And I was a, a lot of ways a terrible youth pastor that no one Alex can attest to. But I did my thing. And we had some fun, fun times together, but I was comfortable enough. I was like, okay, I can, do, I can do teenagers. I can do middle school, high school kids. I could tell some stories and have some fun for, for a few days and do camp. I, that was in my wheelhouse to some extent. So I started putting some notes together and look at the story and, and, and putting it together. And I get up to, to camp, and um, I'm hanging out for like just a couple hours, and the first chapel runs around. I'm looking at my stack of notes. I'm looking at these kids. I'm like, these notes are not going to work. I mean, this is, just not the, this is not the right talk for these guys. I just had to throw my notes out. I just kind of remember sitting there with these kids, like, really terrified that I had to give a talk not only once, but three or four more times over the course of this weekend. And it was a good place for me to be stretched in a time where I thought, you know what, I'm fine. I can do this. It's within my wheelhouse. I can go and give some talks at a camp to, to, to teenagers. And God really challenged me. He kind of dragged me out into a place I was extremely uncomfortable I didn't even know how it was going to land. I didn't even know where this thing was going to end as we worked through the story. And there's what you can talk about as far as your faith. And it wasn't, there's no altar calls. You had to kind of be careful. I just didn't even know where we were going. But I knew I was called out to minister to these kids in a certain way and, and share God's love. I remember getting done with one of these series of the camps. And I just, I just felt really bad. Um, I just remember praying to God. And, I, and I've shared this with some of you. I remember going after my last session. It's at night around this campfire. And there's... I don't know, 30 or 30 so kids kind of gathered around. We ended this session. I just went out, kind of walked out away. I was like, man, I'm so sorry, God. I just felt like I, I, just felt like I let God down. I felt like I let the kids down. And, and I remember God really clearly and warmly whispering back to me like, why? You're here. You did it. And, and, it was a, and it was a relief in that moment. And I think some of us have probably been in that place where we just feel like we've let somebody down. We've let God down. And, and, and ultimately, God's okay. If you went out into that place where he asked you to go, he's happy you're there. He's happy for you to do that thing, that reach out into that, step out into that calling in obedience, even though you didn't know where you were going or how you were going to do it or if it felt like it worked out for you or not. God's like, no, you're good. You did it. You came. You did it. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, he's like, I did it. I, I take care of the rest. And sometimes when we put too much pressure on ourselves for certain results, it actually takes away from God being God. We don't have to worry about that. And there's this great story we're going to look at today in, um, in, in Hebrews, and it reflects the story of Abraham out of Genesis, and it talks about his journey and entering out into a time and a space that God called him to. I didn't quite understand where he was going, and there's, there's some good things to learn from that for us. But um, this week, my, I won't mention which kid, one of my kids uh, and my wife were having a conversation and she was telling me, hey, we got to go to the store. We have to do these, these certain things. And uh, he wasn't really in the mood for that, uh, that sort of trip. 
and kind of complaining about going to the store and like, well, if I go to the store, and those of you who have kids, you maybe get some of this, or even if you're like a dad or, or an adult, if I go, do I get a prize, right? <laughs> do I get a prize, right? Is, is, what's the reward system for this? If I do something I don't want to do, there must be a prize involved, right? There's got to be some sort of exchange. And they said, you know, do I get a prize? And my wife's like, sometimes you just have to go and you don't get a prize. And it's a really great word. Sometimes you just have to go and you don't get a prize. And I think that's important for us whether we're, we're, we're kids, kids in the back, or adults who are kids of God who says sometimes you just have to go and you don't get a prize. But we kind of are looking for this prize. Like, well, you know, I don't want to go to the store, so if I sacrifice, then maybe there's some blessing on the other side versus like, no, you were just asked to go to the store. That's, that's what you have to do. There's, there's prizes, there's bigger prizes involved. One, your, your life is certainly a prize. We live in this sort of grace, and God keeps us in eternal perspective. You don't always get this short-term little nugget, this little treat at the end of things. And so uh, Abraham... Uh, really, just obviously a central character to not only the Old Testament, but to the Bible story in general. And, and God calls him out. I'm going to read from Hebrews, and this, this story can be found in Genesis 12, 11 and 12. I'm going to read out of Hebrews 11. We'll pick up uh, in, in verse 8 uh, of, this, of this story. And this is the writer of Hebrews kind of retelling this story of, of Abraham. And the, the writer kind of opens up this whole chapter on faith, and he's, he's trying to encourage the reader at that time. They needed to hear something on faith, right? They were, they were struggling. This early church uh, was in a difficult pers- situation by way of persecution, trying to figure it out. They were very decentralized, right? There was once a story of Jesus. He had these 12 guys, and it was all like really neat and tidy and fun. But now it was kind of scattered out, and there was rumors of, well, I think Paul might be coming to visit. I think this other guy's coming. And, and, and the Roman Empire is like feeding people to lions and burning them. It, it was a scary time. It was a scary time for the church. And so the writer of Hebrews, in this, in this point, he's trying to encourage them in their time about faith. And he opens up this way. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So he's, he's encouraging them in this, this bigger picture. We've got to be reminded of the bigger picture. The, the readers of Hebrews are being reminded there's a bigger picture. It's happened before you. It's going to happen after you. It involves things you can't yet see. By faith, it's this confidence in what we hope for, Hebrews 11.1, 1, an assurance about what we do not see. And he writes about Enoch and Noah and Abel, and he gets to Abraham, which we'll look at right now today. And he says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. And this has been a pivotal verse in my life ever since I first read it years and years ago. By faith he went, even though he did not know where he was going. Man, and that's faith right there. Being called out, and we always want to know where we're going, right? Think about your kids, like, where are we going? Who's going to be there? What's it going to be like? And even as adults, we want to know those things. I don't want to, be, I don't want to go up to sort of a camp or a group or a meeting if I don't know what it is. Who's going to be there? What's it going to look like? What am I going to have to do? What's it going to feel like? And Abraham, by faith, Hebrews eleven eight, he walked out even though he did not know where he was going. Now, the story of Abraham is interesting. We won't be able to unpack it all this afternoon. But Abraham was just a regular guy. He was a regular guy. His parents worshipped idols, says in Joshua 24. So he wasn't a, uh, a man of coming into this story of one of, of faith. He wasn't even Jewish. He was a Gentile. They really hadn't even established a Jewish nation yet. He was just an average guy. His parents, again, were idolaters. 
and he's just kind of living in this part of the Middle East around uh, what would be present-day Iraq. And he gets called out around on a time when he's 70. Now, and we're not exactly sure how this went down, but he was living, and I actually have a map. Can you throw that map up there? And you can't see it real well. We're still working on stuff in here, but it's kind of, you can kind of just get an idea of this arc that he runs. And he leaves on his journey from God, his, his calling from God up toward the, the top of that, of that line, a sort of arc of line. It's a place called Haran. Uh, but where he lived before was down in Ur, down in that other part of the corner, this lower part. And what we learn from different parts of Scripture, in Acts 7, Stephen talks about this, is that, is that it looks like there's evidence that Abraham almost had two callings. So God spoke to him when he was down, he was down here in Ur, in Mesopotamia, and he was kind of doing his thing. God spoke to him to move on. He said, leave your country and your family and, and move into this place that I have prepared for you. He's just calling of Abraham. And then he kind of moves on to this other area of Haran. And, it, and what it seems like through Scripture evidence is that he settled down there for a while. And he had his family with him. And his initial call, when God said, go out by yourself and leave your land and your family, did Abraham get a call? And he tells his dad, like, hey, God called me to go into this place and do something. I don't really want to do it. And his God's like, too bad. You're going. We're all going. Or Abraham's like, I need to go into this land. God called me to leave everybody behind. And dad's like, it's too bad, son. We're all going with you, right? And I don't know. We don't know what happened there. Family was mixed up in this calling. And what that speaks of for us today is I think these, these acts of faith, like, oh, by faith, Abraham. The Hebrews writer's capturing a different narrative a little bit. By faith, Abraham picked up and went and everything was good. He was this massive man of faith. But the reality is, even those acts of faith, they require some real-life negotiations. Many of us would say, like, man, I'd love to do something that's just not realistic. And the reality is, and, and Scripture is so honest with people, with, the, with us, that he didn't do it all right the first time. God said, go, leave everything behind. And, and, and at least the evidence we get from this first trip, like, everybody went. And it looks like he settled down. He kind of was, he was kind of halfway obedient. He's like, all right, I, I'll, I'll check it out, but here's how it's going to go. I'm going to take everybody with me, and then when we get here, like, yeah, this, this kind of works. And I wonder if you've ever been there. You just feel like God's calling you to something. You step out a little bit, and then you're like, yeah, this is probably good. Let's just settle here. This seems, seems safe. And God kind of initiates a second calling on his life, and then he goes, he goes further into the promised land. Even at that, he takes, he takes Lot with him, his his. his uh, nephew Lot. So he, he takes family with him. But I think there's grace in this moment for Abraham because, again, at the end of the day, Hebrews is praising him for his faith, his faith accolades here, not for these partial acts of obedience along the way. Because God, at the end of the day, he's, he's looking at, did you get there? Did you get to where I needed you to go? He's like, I get it. You are going to be dragging your feet. You're going to be complaining. You're going to go the wrong way. Even the arc of this, of this journey, I mean, it, it kind of is a roundabout way, but he ends up getting there. Right? Think of the story of Jonah. Like, Jonah, he eventually got there. So many of the characters in the Bible, they, they eventually get there reluctantly. And that's okay. That's part of our story. That's part of you and I's story. But at the end of the day, he's like, you know what? Man of faith, awesome. This guy got there. This guy got there. It took him a little bit of time. He didn't do it exactly right the first time, but he got there. He goes on to say in, in Hebrews 11, 
Hebrews 11 here. So by faith, Abraham went and called to a place he would later receive as inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Verse 9, by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. So he steps into this promise, this promised land. Like I said, I'm going to give you this land and these descendants. It's going to be awesome. But he was really still a sojourner or a pilgrim there, even in that time. He lived, he, he lived in tents. He never was really realized by, here's your kingdom. He's like, no, you're here. That's, that's your job right now. I just need to get you here. And then someone else is actually going to inherit it. And that's the prize, right? Let's talk about this. Do, do I get a prize? If I go, do I get a prize? Do I get the whole land to myself? Do I get a big castle and people and servants and agriculture? And am, am I going to be like a king? Like, no, he didn't get any of that. It says he lived in tents. He still pilgrimed around this, this land that was his inheritance because the inheritance was not just about Abraham, was it? It was about this bigger picture that God had in mind, this bigger story. I think a lot of times about this community here that we, we, we've started and that we're leaning into, man, I think it's a lot about our kids. I, I wish it was more. I wish it was about more about things I would see with my own eyes in my time, but I think it's about our kids. They're experiencing a different way to do faith and practice loving one another. And I'm reminded of that often as and so Abraham, he went into this, this, this home, and he, he lived like a stranger there. Verse 9, he made his faith, he lived in tents. And so sometimes the thing that God's calling us to, or, or, or we have in mind, it's like, well, if I sacrifice everything, it's probably going to be really awesome. He sacrificed everything, and he got there, and he still kind of had to live in a tent. But that was his obedience. That was his act of, act of faith. Verse 10 of, of uh, Hebrews 11 he was looking forward to the city with foundation whose architect and builder is God. And so, so Abraham, even in this, God is orchestrating a story. And what's that going to look like generations from now? And by faith, even Sarah, verse 11, who was past childbearing bearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made a promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and countless as the sand in the seashore. Abraham gets to be Father Abraham from the song. He didn't know that. He couldn't even have one kid. God's like, you are going to be Father Abraham, and kids are going to sing about you for, for thousands of years, you know, whatever. It's, it's pretty awesome. But he didn't know that. Did he get to see it? Man, but man, he was grateful to have one. When that one came around, he was excited. And, they had, and it took all the faith they have. And, and even at that ceremony, when they first got news, what she laughed about it, like, that's not going to happen. But then they got one. And that is the beginning of the seed of, of this story. And all these people are still living by faith. This is sort of how this writer encapsulates this portion. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Man, there's a part of me like, man, that stinks. Right? They did not receive the things promised. Because doesn't God always give us the things he all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them in Enoch and Abraham and, and Sarah and Joseph and Moses. They ended up not quite getting all the way there in their mind, right? Even Moses, right? He, didn't, he got cut short. It was rough for Moses. Man, he was obedient along the way. So there's an act of us rem reminding ourselves there's sort of this bigger story happening. And I don't know where I'm going to get to. But by faith, I will go out to, even, even though I don't know where I'm going, I will go out in faith. So Abraham steps out. And so there's a few things for us to kind of hang on to today. 
as Abraham kind of steps out, and we can kind of learn from that, even in this idea of will it work or should I leave my family and how I know that's going to get there and, and how, who should I take with me? And God said this, but can I really trust God? Faith, it doesn't contradict reason, right? God is, is, is the author of reason and science and truth and all truth is God's truth. And, and so faith will not contradict reason, though it may go beyond it. Faith may go beyond reason and often it will. That's going to get you into the place that God really wants you. When you can't quite figure it out all the way, I think that's exciting for God. He's like, ah, now you're getting it. Because now you're realizing you're not God. I'm God. Let me invite you out into this story that you don't totally understand. And you want to know, how's it going to end? You don't know how it ends. You don't get to know how it ends. We get to know that we, what we know about the ending is it's really good. We don't know when we're going to see it, but it's going to be really good when it happens. And Abraham, I, I love, we have, to, we have to appreciate this about this and his story because he did end up in tents and he had, a, he had a tough road. If you read the story of Abraham, it wasn't all fun and games and we, we praise him now and he has all these accolades. But Abraham was not following his own dream. He was following God's call. And I love the idea for you and I, we should dream big dreams and what's God have for you. And like, but I think it's important to start with God, not us. And listen, it, it, that's, that's hard for me. I have ideas. That's, I'm not short on ideas. I can dream about things. But I have to remind myself, go back, is that, is that God? Or is that my dream that I'm going to invite God into? Now, here's the cool thing, I believe. God, he uses our passions. He wants us to dream dreams. He's, he, he wants to give us dreams and things to live into. But I don't think Abraham started with his own dream of finding his own land and having all these descendants. He was kind of settled in the middle of that Middle East he had his thing going on. He was kind of fine. God calls him out. And God, he does delayed obedience. If Abraham took a while, if he didn't do things right, God doesn't remember delayed obedience as we see in Hebrews, only if you got there in the end. Only if you get there in the end. And so for us, we just have to have grace on ourselves. Like, man, I got a lot of junk in my past. And even how I got here today, it's not, it's not real clean. It's not simple. There's a lot of things I wish I could have done differently. But hey, I'm here. I'm here, I, I, I'm here, right? And you're here. And that's okay. That's okay. So we're going to close out with a song, and it, and it kind of talks a little bit about allowing God to be God in our lives. Allowing God to be God in our lives, and even at the areas we don't know. And I don't know what that is for you. That may be a big thing or a small thing. It may be like, gosh, I, I know I need to talk to my neighbor. I don't want to. Right? Sometimes that's like our foreign land is our neighbor who we don't like. Maybe it's a bigger thing about relocating or jobs or career, relationship. You just feel this sense that God's saying, yeah, you need to come out here a little bit further. And you're like, do I get a prize? God's like, yeah, just come out. Let's come out and see. So God, thanks for this afternoon, for this community here, for the kids and laughter. Thank you for an honest story in the Bible, Lord. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have a choice anyway. We can't be perfect. But thank you for your grace. Thank you for your calling. I pray, Lord, you would give us a faith bigger than our fears, collectively as a community, as we live and grow together, and individually into those areas of our life that you know you need to step out into. May God give you a faith bigger than your fear, whether that's a person or a place, a calling. Holy Spirit, grace us with that courage and that bravery. In your name, amen.